And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Ziggy. And joining me is my own Robin, Tyler. I am not Jason Todd in this situation, apparently. No, he is very much Tim Drake or uh, or Dick Grayson, uh, which are the best Robins. Uh, we are here, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about the second installment, or the, actually technically it's the third installment, of the DC Animated Cinematic Universe, which is not uh, Batman and Son, but Son of Batman. Um, so, let's go ahead and, and break it down real quick. Uh, this is this was directed by Ethan Spaulding. That sounds like a fake name. Uh, yeah, aren't, aren't all names fake at the end of the day? Uh, Produced by Alan Smithy. Yeah, exactly. With a screenplay by Joe R. Lansdale. With a story by James Robinson, who is a critically acclaimed comic book writer. Um, and then, of course, uh, starring Jason O'Mara as Batman. Uh, Stuart Allen as Robin. Uh, Thomas Gibson as Deathstroke. And Morena uh, Bakarin as uh, Talia Al Ghul, who is who would end up being um, Deadpool's girlfriend. So there, there you go. Um, That's hilarious. And the I did not know this part because God, Wikipedia. Why do you include this? Gio, uh, Giancarlo, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Ra's Al Ghul as the voice. So like that was like I I was like I recognized that tone this time around. So I didn't expect that. All right, so let's go ahead and break that break this into it, Tyler. Um, this is obviously the third part of our series, and this and officially the second chapter of this new universe that started with Justice League War. That's not going to be confusing going forward. So nope. this movie, oddly enough, uh, even though like maybe at the time they weren't building like or like they weren't thinking too much in uh, like it being like weavingly uh, intricate. Uh, what did you think about that? This wasn't really like a part two to Justice League War, but just like, hey, it's a standalone Batman movie. It just happens to take place um, within the same world where the Justice League invasion happened. Um, I think it's necessary. Uh, for one thing, Batman usually goes on his own adventures, and if things get too big for him, that's when the Justice League steps in. Um but when it's contained in his own stories, uh, he, usually going forward, he's just doing shit by himself. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, if you if you don't if you did not watch Justice League War, um, then you don't have to. You could just be watching, watching, uh, walking through the aisles of Target, and you know how they have the DVDs and Blu-rays up front, you know, for you to buy all new releases. Uh, you can just see that and like, oh, hey, new Batman's movies out. Batman has a son. What is this? And all of a sudden, you're in there. And even at the end, from start to finish, you, there's no hint that this is part of some kind of large universe, which I think is the smart move because you don't want to scare people away. I'm like, wait a minute, this is part two. Yeah, it would be confusing. All right, so let's go ahead and break down the story real quick before we go into our thoughts. Uh, basically, uh, it's uh, we see Ra's al Ghul. With his son Damien, basically talking about like this is yours. This Grandson. Be, uh, what was that? You said son. Oh, son. Well, yeah, grandson. Sorry. Uh, Razo cool with his grandson um, Damien, uh, and uh, you can see his do- his daughter uh, Talia in the background, and kind of talking over this will be yours one day. All the light touches is ours, <laughs> Damien. God damn, I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> Bitch to it, buddy. Um, and. <laughs> 
And unfortunately, uh, unlike a, ho- a herd of bison attacking uh, Mufasa, a horde of ninjas with guns start attacking Ra's al Ghul's compound. Ah, yes, the ancient ninja technique of guns. Butsu no Jutsu gun. <laughs> ninja vanish. Ninja, exactly. Ninja vanish. There's a clock in your face. Um, <laughs> so the ninjas, ninjas are attacking this, at least opposing ninjas are attacking Ra's al Ghul's compound. And shortly thereafter, it's revealed that uh, he's not called this immediately, but if you're a fan of DC, you probably recognize him from the Snyder Cut and the Injustice video games uh, and, the, and the heavily critically popular Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Um, Deathstroke. And Teen Titans. And Teen Titans, that's true. I forgot he was in... That was so long ago. Um, t- uh, Deathstroke has, is, is, uh, is seemingly attacking Razor Ghul, and there's kind of a hint that... There was some kind of a strange relationship between Ra's al Ghul and Deathstroke. Uh, unfortunately, all this leads to Deathstroke burning Ra's al Ghul alive via helicopter missiles. And uh, normally, Ra's al Ghul would be resurrected with the infamous Lazarus Pit. Uh, but unfortunately, according to Talia, that um, unfortunately, according to Talia, his body is too damaged for the Lazarus Pit to work. So Damien and Talia are both uh, forced to flee their home. Their home. Uh, while looking for Deathstroke the Terminator. Uh, we then cut to Batman seemingly doing, you know, Batman things, fighting an enhanced Curly Croc who has a tail now all of a sudden. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, and shortly uh, shortly thereafter, um, uh, we have eventually Talia tracks down Batman in a very, very... Like, if you want to look at the definition of femme fatale... Talia al Ghul is like right there. She's, she's gonna her picture is like right there. It's 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 her. Yep. Um, and you know Marina uh, Marina Bachrain as Talia like you, that's that's like that's like perfect casting. She has that sultry voice, um, but also she can be like that mean mom when she needs to be when it comes to Damien. Yep. Um, or at least st- not mean, stern, stern mom because you got to be a stern parent with Damien. Uh, and she pretty much comes to da- to. Uh, to Batman, Bruce, be like, hey, listen, remember that one time where you and I had too many margaritas that one time? Well, I have I have your kid, and Ra's al Ghul's dead, and you need to watch him while I go hunt for Deathstroke. So, pretty much most I'm of I'm not paying for health insurance. <laughs> I, I'm not paying for... Ch- you know, Harley Quinn Batman would would make that line, I'm not paying child support. <laughs> I can see that. Um... But pretty much Batman agrees to take on Damien, it's his son, and pretty much most of the movie is sort of a way to get these two characters, uh, a father and son, an estranged father and son to bond with each other, and how much Batman sees him, sees in him and how much brute, how much Damien sees in his dad. Uh, eventually, though, uh, uh, there's also a side plot going on that involves Deathstroke and Roz, but Roz is posthumous. Uh, we're introduced to Dr. Kirk Langstrom, which, Tyler, are you familiar with Kirk Langstrom? I think I might have heard the name before. Uh, wasn't he the guy that uh, either turned into Man-Bat or created Man-Bat with the mutant gym stuff? Ding, 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 ding. That is the, fir- that is the correct bonus sure for you guys. Man-Bat was the first villain in the Batman animated series. This is the first episode. Um, so, uh, Kirk Langstrom is, is... There's a side plot going on that converges to the main plot where... Uh, Kirk Langstrom was seemingly developing this mutagen that would turn uh, the uh, the League of Assassin members into ninja ninja man bats. 
and I love how batshit insane that sounds, but yeah, Ninja Man That sounds bets. like that old arcade uh, game, Ninja, Ninja Baseball Batman. Ninja Baseball Batman. Ninja Batman, exactly. Ninja Ninja Assassins. Ninja Bat Assassins. Um, so there you go. Uh, and pretty much it's up to uh, Batman, Damien, who eventually becomes takes over the title of Robin, to stop Deathstroke and his nefarious plan while also making sure Damien doesn't go to the dark side. Alright, so let, let's go ahead and break this down. Um, what did you, what did you think going into this movie? What it was gonna be like? Um, I knew from the get go that this was gonna be uh, Batman bonding with his estranged son uh, kind of story. Uh, and I also uh, knew going in that uh, Damien was gonna have conflicting moralities of Batman with the whole not killing philosophy that he uh, strictly goes by. Right. You know, because the League of Assassins heavily endorses murder, especially with Katana. So, yeah, I knew from the get-go that uh, Batman would have trouble dealing with that and they would eventually butt heads with each other. Yeah, I, I really like that because it's like, you know, obviously if ba- if Damien had been raised by Batman, it would be very different and Damien probably would have turned out very differently, but... Um, well, I'm curious because I, I imagine I don't think Damien's shown up in the Arkham games. It's mostly been Dick and Tim. But I'm curious because like I have an opinion on Damien. Um, I'm curious what you thought of Damien as a character, considering he's the biological son of Bruce Wayne. Uh, he definitely seems like the cocky, angry, vengeful type. Uh, kind of like what uh, young Bruce Wayne would have been if he had been trained by the League of Assassins. Uh, it's kind of a weird uh, intro um, reflection on uh, what Bruce could have been, right? But ultimately, didn't become right. There's even a line where uh, there, where Damien shows it to the cave for the first time, and of course he's belittling the hell out of it. But Alfred says to Batman, to, to Bruce, is like it's it's scary. It's like looking at a, it's like looking at you again. Um, that's that's how similar he looks um, to him, and and even like like how they draw the characters like. Like they look like it's like oh yeah that's that's young Bruce that looks like young Bruce Wayne. Um, did you find his uh, his arrogance borderline on like annoying or was it just like that right line of like okay he's gonna get us come up at some point? Um, I felt like it was fine enough. Like he eventually learns his lesson at the end, but his um, arrogance and cockiness uh, didn't become overly grating for me. Yeah. I thought it was just fine. Yeah, I I agree, and I think it adds like something different because like it's not the same as like Jason Todd who was like angry and just mad because you know of what happened to him. This is a kid who's like, I'm the fucking I'm the future king of the world. I'm oh he's an entitled kid, and and he's just angry in the spite of the moment because his grandfather was murdered in front of him. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's. Let's go on to uh, and I and and um, let's go on to uh, Damien's voice actor Stuart Allen, um, and we were talking about that in sense of entitlement, and I feel like he perfectly captures that. Like anytime he says anything and he walks away because you can't really badmouth kids, you just want to whisper, "You little fucking shit." Yeah, right. Um, I thought he did a great. Honestly, I thought he did a great job as as Damien of Ch- like because he kind of has like a, he doesn't have an accent, but he has like a a posh way of speaking without being posh. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of like uh, Bastion Misawa from the English version of Yu Gi Oh GX. 
Yeah, like he's just Except like mm. he does have a British accent. It's like mm. it's I guess if we're sticking with the Yu-Gi-Oh analogy, very subtle Kaiba. Uh, you know, where it's like, I know I'm That's better. That's actually pretty accurate. I know I'm better than you. I'm only humbling. I'm only here because I have to be, um, you know, in a sense. Um, but I, I really enjoyed uh, the the interactions between Batman uh, or between Bruce and, his, and Damien because, I mean, when you look at Batman as a character, whether or not it doesn't, like, regardless of what version of watching Batman has trauma... Like, it was interesting to see this guy who, for the most part, likes to be alone, or he says he wants to, but ends up having, like, five different sidekicks at one time. Um, but it's like, no, I have to keep you away, but come join my team. Um, uh, but, I need like, you to stay close in the shadows, now wear this bright costume. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, like, I really like their, like, their interchange, and, like, there was a moment where, like, Batman fucking flings a ninja star right at Damien's face, and, like, he's like, good reflexes, you know, kind of, in a way, like, like, only Batman can bond with his son with throwing a ninja star at him, and he just says, well, what if that hit me? And Damien just says, what if that hit me? It would've hurt. <laughs> it would've hurt very badly, just bluntly. Very Son Goku, his fatherly approach. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, I I I think I think honestly, I don't think the movie is amazing, but I do think the interaction and the strength of their relationship uh, ends up holding the movie together for me overall. Because the plot is really kind of just like Deathstroke wants to. I don't even know what De- Deathstroke basically wanted to take over the leader, the League of Assassins, right? Yeah, he basically just wanted to take it over with a bunch of uh, genetically enhanced uh, bat ninjas. Which is like, that's the most batshit insane idea you could go with. Um, it's like, it's like, that's not, like, that's a, I feel like that's like a, okay, fine, he's not world domination, he doesn't want to kill Batman, but it's just about, like, he, cause, like, like I, I guess, okay, I guess it's a segue into Deathstroke, because this is a different take on Deathstroke than you or I have seen before. Yeah, this is a much different Slade Wilson than I'm used to. Because uh, this Deathstroke, um, normally he's just a mercenary, or he's too busy fighting. Hey, he's still fighting a Robin in this case. But uh, he's mostly, like, a merc. He doesn't, in the comics, he doesn't really have a tie to Ra's al Ghul, but I like that this ultimate killer was trained by the ultimate killer in Ra's al Ghul, and I actually could feel like that, like, he was genuinely hurt that, like, um, uh... Oh my god, is this, is this, okay, what was the play that Lion King was based off of? Uh, Hamlet? Is this just fucking Hamlet with Batman? Oh my god, Is this just, is this just, no, cause like, you have, you have Roz, and, and then like, you know, obviously if we're gonna do the Lion King aspect, he, that's Mufasa, then Deathstroke is Scar, right? Um. Oh my god. Yeah, holy shit, is this just... Like, obviously, okay, we're not, I just want to preface this, Tyler and I are not theory critics, but I'm just, like, just drawing the analogies there. Because, I mean, he's just, like, Deathstroke is just bitter. Like, he's he's upset because he was like, I was overlooked by you because of this fucking little shit over here taking over my empire. Um, you know, this should have been mine. I could have become the next heir. I could have fucked his daughter. Yeah, it was Batman like, okay. came along and ruined everything. It's like, ugh, I'm sorry, man. You lost the 100% of male machismo. Um, 
Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, did we just make? I don't. I, I don't know if that's if it's actually ac- supposed to be Hamlet, but like in theory, in 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 our theory, it's it's the DC universe's versions of Hamlet. We just elevated this movie way more than it should be. Oh my god! Um, but I do like that though because like it's not he's not just a mercenary. It gives him depth. It, it, it that final fight he has with Rob with Robin, uh, Damien at the end, a little bit more meaning because even though you don't side for him, you could kind of understand like, well, fuck, like Roz overlooked him even though he was his loyal soldier for so long. So you can understand why he would rebel. Yeah, I mean, I probably would too if I got uh, screwed over after years of training. And then eventually told this because uh, I don't think they showed in the movie, but in the comics, uh, Damien was a test tube baby. Like Talia didn't give birth uh, with a figure like that; she's not going to give birth. Um, so, like, uh, I kind of sounds like the Nina Williams situation. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that sit there. Just wait until my, just wait until my second four video where I explain that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Look for that. All right. So yeah, I, like it's not the deepest. Uh, thing for Deathstroke, but I like there was there was like like in some sentences in some lines like there was like actual pain in his voice a little bit where he's like he this is what he wanted and you know Damien got in the way and who knows um all right so let let's go back to Jason O'Mara let's go to Jason O'Mara's Batman now he's the star he isn't the he isn't a part of the ensemble cast how did you feel as his Batman this time around um. Same as before, um, I thought it fit pretty well, um, as Batman. So, not much to say there. Here's my problem with him, and it's not necessarily with Batman, because I do think he has a good Batman voice. Like, he has a nice, there's a nice gruff to it. I actually think he got a little bit better in between War and this one. It's that one scene where he's, he's Bruce Wayne, and he's with board investor meetings, and he's talking like he's Batman. Ah, I remember that. It's like, I'm like, how, and I'm thinking to myself, and I thought to myself when I first saw this movie, like, how the fuck can you not tell that this guy's Batman? He's like six foot five and talks the same way. Like, everyone is wearing the Superman glasses. Yeah, I, I guess. But it's like, it, like I feel, because like, and, and this is like the only time I'll compare it to Kevin Conroy, because I really don't like that. Well, I don't really want to do that because I feel like that's a disservice, but. What I liked about Conroy, what people don't talk about Conroy's pers- uh, voice, um, not so much like with Justice League or the, uh, the Arkham series because he didn't really have the opportunity to do that, but in the animated series, when he was Bruce Wayne, his voice would go, oh, hello, Parrot. Like, he would talk with a higher inflection. And you could, like, and of course when he's Batman, it's very much, hello, you know, hello, Jim, you know, very low. Here, Omara, I don't know if it was him or if it was the voice direction, but, like, how can you, like, it, it's like I feel like there should have been some, a little bit more effort put into making his voice sound different from Bruce Wayne and Batman. There was probably little time to record uh, voice lines, so um, it, he probably just had to deliver the uh, one voice he had in a short span of time. Right. I don't and, know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, also Jason Lamar at the time... I don't think he was a voice actor. I know he's. I know he's a body. Act, he's a physical actor. I don't think he's like a professional. Uh, well, I mean, there's no real discernification between voice acting and actual acting. Uh, with actual acting, you're still using your voice, and with right. voice acting, you're still using body movements behind the mic. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, there's some people who are. 
better at voice acting than others. We've 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 we've, we've watched them. Um, oh, no doubt. So it's like it's like it's like it's like more of that than anything else. Um, so yeah, like again, I think he's a fine Batman. Um, you know, nothing nothing against. I know people. I think people give him more hate than anything else. Um, uh, and and again, I think he had wonderful chemistry with uh, Stuart Allen as 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 Damien. Um, let's let's go on to. Um, some of your favorite aspects of the movie? Like, what were some of your favorite scenes? Um, honestly, I watched this movie uh, earlier this morning, just like you, but I barely remember a whole bunch of uh, pivotal scenes that are like, oh shit, this is the coolest. Like, this was kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah. Uh, I think, if I was just, if I had to pick one, it, number one, I didn't expect it to be really violent, and this is the scene that stuck with me, is when da- at the end when Damien is fighting against Deathstroke, and they're fighting in that, uh, I guess it's like a heart, the heart of the volcano with all the pipes, um, and uh, Deathstroke fucking lunges his sword into Damien's arm, and he does it to his other arm. I'm like, that's that's like a ten. He's doing that to a ten year old. I'm like, that's that's wrong. <laughs> just like that's just mean. Yeah, man, if it were me, my arms would have given out, but the dude was still fighting. Yeah, like, he literally pulls his arm out. I'm like, ah, stop, stop, stop. I get it, I get it, I get it. But it's like, I feel like that's... Who do you think you are, Dante, from the Devil May Cry series? Yeah, I, but I feel like that was like, again, they want to be edgier. And I feel like that was like, it's, again, we, we're going to see, we're going to see a lot worse <laughs> as we go down yeah. the road. But um, I feel like that was like, because it wasn't that violent in comparison to Justice League. War, uh, where you had some pretty gruesome stuff. This, that was like probably the most instance. But I think my favorite part of the movie is when um, Damien is chasing down uh, Ubu. I think his name is. Uh, Ra, uh, yeah, that sounds right. And like, um, uh, and and they're fighting on the streets, which I don't I don't know why I like that so much because like normally you fight on rooftops, so it was kind of refreshing to see them fight on like on just the street. And I kind of wish there were people like walking by, like what the hell's going on. Um, but Nightwing comes in and, and stops Damien from causing more problems, and it cuts away so you don't see Nightwing and Damien fight, but then you just see Bruce in the Batmobile call, uh, or answer, whatever he says, and then Nightwing is just all cut up from the sword, and he has Damien tied up on, on a, on a, on a light pole, and I just found that really funny. Yeah, and during the credits, you can actually see stills of them fighting. Oh, okay, okay. Um, which is, yeah, that, I, 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 I guess I must have zoned out for that part, because I kind of just stopped the movie at that point. Um, so yeah, uh, unfortunately, this, I have to agree with Tyler, this movie is, I enjoyed parts, like, parts of it, but as one cohesive whole, it was barely above mediocre. Yeah, that sounds right. Like, it just doesn't do enough to hold your attention, again, I, I do like... Bruce and Damien, but it, that doesn't nearly constitute most of the movie. I thought the overall main plot was kind of weak. Like, yeah, it's a silly, it's a silly concept, you know, it's a comic book, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like they could have done away with the whole Ninja Batman thing stuff and like just have Deathstroke try to try to unleash something else versus and versus you know this whole other thing he was going after. Yeah, man, we saw cameos of. Uh other villains uh, uh, when Batman was in Arkham Asylum. Like, we heard Joker and we saw Two-Face. 
So uh, they could have done something and spiced up everything. Right. Yeah. No, no, I think we see some of them later on. I don't. I don't remember. Um, but who knows? I, I. I honestly don't remember. Um. Yeah. Like that. I guess it shows how strength of a movie is. Like we, I only saw this movie like three hours ago, and already I could. I like. I couldn't. I could barely tell you parts of it. Um. At least as a whole. Um. I think the like I said. I think the voice acting is fine, but. It's just, it's just okay. Yeah, I think you could... it's a direct DVD Batman movie. Yeah, uh, like you know, um, and I, but I do like the whole lesson of Robin's arc, where pretty much he goes from this arrogant, entitled kid to being this arrogant, entitled kid who is now the mantle of Robin because he wants to stay with his dad for uh, an extra weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, you gotta go see the Gotham City Lakers that weekend. Exactly. Oh, I think they're called the Gotham City Knights, I think that's what they're called. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, in in it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, th- I think this is gonna be a short episode, guys. There's not really much to talk about. The movie's literally only an hour long, and I feel like um, going any longer is just gonna, just gonna do it uh, a disservice. So, let's go ahead and go to the ratings board. Um, and give it a give it a uh, a star rating. I still can't remember what I said for Flashpoint, and um, you know, for this week we're gonna say Warner Brother logos. Tyler, how many Warner Brother logos do you give for uh, uh for this one? I'll give this uh two and a half WBs out of five. Um, as I said before, this is kind of a middle of the road movie. I barely remember anything from it. It is cool that uh, we're introduced to uh, Batman's biological estranged son and uh, their clashing ideologies do clash with each other, but the the, the plot's kind of weak, and uh, I don't know. There's just not much to say about this one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Uh, it's, a, it's a stellar move. It's a stellar voice cat. It's voice acted fine. It's just, it's just weak in comparison, um, like, and especially when you consider, like, Batman animated movies, it's like, you have more to weigh against, um, it's, it's hard to enjoy this one, uh, from, at least from start to finish. Again, little bite-sized moments, like, Hot Pocket moments, I liked, but it didn't hold my attention overall. Um, so yeah, two and a half for me. Um, bit of a drop-off from, I think, our liking of Justice League War from two weeks ago. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, now let us tease the next one, which will be coming out next week. Uh, it's a reuniting of the Justice League. As uh, next week, the uh, Justice League teams up, and we're going to follow up on that post credit scene from War, which shows Atlantis rising to attack. It's Justice League! Throne of Atlantis, a.k.a. the debut of Aquaman. All right. And then after that, we got two... Outrageous. Yeah, and after that, we got two Batman movies back to back. Oh, boy. What did I fucking do? Um, anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Tyler, please tell uh, the lovely people where they can find your stuff at. The lovely people can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTy. Check the pinned tweet uh, to check out my YouTube channel where I do tire shoes reviews. Uh, the latest video is on Masters of Terrace Kasai. 
and the next one will be on Tekken Tag Tournament. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. Um, I don't really do YouTube stuff right now, just I'm finding inspiration to do another Marvelous Ramble. Uh, we'll see about that soon. But I do stream live now four times a week, seemingly. Um, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then Thursdays with our our pal uh, Justin, a.k.a. Zero Score, uh, where we're doing Resident Evil 5. Uh, so look for that. Um, and, uh, and, of course, please go to chartshop.com for all chartshop content. Uh, we get watch-alongs, the Chartshop Games cast, and, of course, Cinema Shot and uh, Justin and Tyler's uh, Atomic Shart. Uh, so look, Which is almost done. It is almost, thank God, it's almost fucking done. Um, and uh, look for that. And, again, thank you for uh, listening, guys. Uh, we will see you all next week for Justice League, the Throne of Atlantis. Until then, stay super. I forgot how to end the show. But Batman isn't super. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.